Hashtag Utah Jazz. Bogdanovich down the middle of the lane, right hand hammer. Clarkson fires the three, hits. Oh my, the net did not Never even moved. move. I wasn't like, sure if it went in. I agree with you. I said it went in only because that was the reaction. Trent Forrest, pick and roll with favors. Double pick all the way to the rack. He packed it. Oh, Trent Forrest, hello, how are you? I wanted to see his confidence level. I guess we're, we're, we're seeing it right wow, now. Wow, that's a one-foot jump right there. That's big time. The Utah Jazz back at it tonight with the San Antonio Spurs. PK, that was a pretty easy win Monday, but the Spurs are going back-to-back. You anticipating a better effort out of the Spurs, or the Jazz are settling into a groove without Donovan Mitchell, without Mike Conley. They've adjusted to their new roles, whether it's Forrest playing or uh, Yang moving into the starting lineup or Joe. And so they're going to roll again tonight. Oh, Forrest is showing some gumption right there. Get it, Forrest Gump. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's good. Little <laughs> well, I think play. there's something to be said. What you say there is that the more you go without, the more comfortable you get. Uh, you know, not so much Joe and and the and Bogey and those guys, but some of these other dudes that barely have gotten off the bench this season. Now, somebody like Forrest being the prime example, he's got to have a fair amount of confidence, and because uh, Quinn Snyder has called on him. In other circumstances, I think he's produced uh, pretty well. You know, you're not expecting a lot, obviously. So there's something to be said for that. So I think there's both going on. I would expect the Spurs, since they're now rested and all that stuff, to give a much better effort, and they're professionals too, and they know they got worked really bad, and they don't want to do it again, even though they're not going anywhere. And and Coach Pop is getting ready for the Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Popovich reunion tour when the season's over with that hair of his. But I still think that they're going to be a much better, uh, gave a much better performance tonight. But at the same time, sure, yeah, I'm expecting the Jazz to continue. There's a lot at stake right now. Why not uh, solidify what you need to do to get no worse than second so then as you get to next week, there's really not as much pressure. You see what I'm saying there? Absolutely. They need four wins. They need to go four and three in their last seven games, and you don't have to get it tonight, but why not? Yeah. <laughs> Get it tonight. Uh, you ought to be favored. You ought to be able to win here at home tonight. The Denver game, that might be difficult. Uh, but the Houston game on Saturday shouldn't be. So worst case scenario, you should have to go 2-2 two and two in your last four games. And if you put together a little three-game, well, it would be a longer win streak than that because they've already won a couple. But if you win the next three, uh, then you're really setting yourself up. Yeah. The only thing to focus on at that point is you or Phoenix for the one seed. Which, we should point out, is the one seed for the entire tournament, not just for the Western Conference playoffs. And I think what you say about solidifying the two-seed, that's also the second-best record in the NBA. So really, the only way you wouldn't have home court is if you saw the Suns in a conference final. And the way the West lines up, there's no guarantee that either, let alone both teams, will end up in conference finals. So I don't think the two-seed's that bad a spot to be. Oh, neither do I. Tip-off tonight, 7 o'clock. Coverage starts at 6 o'clock with Jazz Game Night, the pregame show, right here on the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. 
DeAndre Ayton on the right baseline. Swings it out to Cam Johnson, penetrating. And oh, first my. Cam time for Cam Johnson in traffic. Oh, my goodness. Middleton, by the way, has hit his last four shots. Giannis driving, scores with a foul. Blew it right by Jeff Green, who bumped him. Around the zone pick, drives. Behind the back, fall away, 15 foot, a right side, nothing but that for Lonzo Ball. Jacks it back to George, tees up the right wing, three for the lead. Oh yeah, Oh George from downtown, and the Clippers have a 102-99 lead. Highlights from around the NBA with the emphasis going on the Suns in overtime, prevailing in Cleveland, 134-118. And the Clippers beating the Raptors 105-100. That was a real grind. That game was going back and forth in the fourth quarter. But the Clippers pull it out. They get the victory. So the Jazz and Suns tied for the top spot. Suns have the tiebreaker. Clippers are three and a half games behind the Jazz. And the Denver Nuggets are four back. They had the night off. PK, a little surprising to see the Suns in overtime with Cleveland. And what does that mean for tonight as they go back-to-back in Atlanta? Yeah, they did outscore them 20 to 4 in overtime. I was uh, following that game, and then you see the score in overtime. So, beat them by 16. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's what happened. Uh, Cleveland only got four points. But sure, yeah, they did go overtime. Is it the same sim- scenario that we have with the Spurs on Sunday going overtime and then having to fly to Salt Lake? And in this case, they've got to fly to Atlanta. So maybe there's something there. Obviously, they're more talented, though. Uh, but. Thing is, man, Chris Paul is playing huge minutes every game. His age, and is that going to be a problem somewhere in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, the rest of the guys are a bunch of kids. Uh, Kaminsky's got some age on him, Sarge, but Camp Johnson, these guys. I mean, these the, most of these kids too are coming out after one year, so. Uh, you know, they may have some NBA years on them, but chronologically, I mean, Devin Booker's like 25 years old. <laughs> it seemed like he's been in the league eight years. Yeah, I think he's, did he just turn 25 or is he 24? Because I thought I saw him earlier this year, he was 24. But oh. either way, he's still way young. I was listening to their game oh. and they said he was 25. Well, I trust him then, he probably had a birthday. So, the Suns, we'll see if they can pull it off tonight. In Atlanta, the Hawks are playing really well, 22-10 and 10 since their coaching change. Uh, They've been a much better team under Nate McMillan and really picked up steam, so we'll see if they beat the Suns tonight. And that game starts an hour before the Jazz game, so it'll be halftime there by the time the Jazz tip off, and I'm sure on the broadcast, uh, both radio and TV will be updating you on how that's going and how things stand. A couple other uh, notes from the NBA. The Sacramento Kings beat the Thunder. Two teams going nowhere, but notable because DeLon Wright, the former Ute, 13 points, 10 rebounds. Eight assists, four steals, and four blocks. DeLon, look out. For a guy who, as you noted uh, a week ago or so when the Jazz were playing, he's he stayed in the league, but he's bounced around quite a bit. But that was, that was a heck of a stat line out of him. Granted, against a lousy team, but nonetheless. LaMelo Ball is back. 23 points for Charlotte. He's rolling, and the Hornets are winning. They beat Detroit 102-99, so... Uh, one other contender in the West, the Mavericks, took down the Miami Heat. Tim Hardaway Jr. going off for 36 points as the Mavericks win 127 to 113. You read anything into a Bucks and Nets game for the uh, playoffs? This close to the playoffs or still regular season? You don't care. I can't say that I don't care. 
but I wouldn't read a whole lot into it. Steve Nash was talking about the lack of continuity, yeah. and clearly that's one of the issues. You know, I think the Nets, if they get beat this season in the postseason, so be it. But they still have next year, and if they win the title next year, it's not as just as good as winning it this year, but it's still pretty doggone good because they've had a whole bunch of issues going back and forth. So I can see that they might have some continuity issues this year, but so what if they're healthy and ready to go next year? Nets got 38 from Kyrie Irving and 32 from Kevin Durant, and obviously James Harden is still out. But they came up short. They lost to the Bucks, 124-118. Giannis Antetokounmpo going for 36 points and 12 boards. LeBron James, we talked about this a little yesterday. LeBron is out. Uh, he's out for the rest of the week here. He's going to miss the Thursday game with the Clippers. He's going to miss the Friday game in Portland. The right angle still bothering him, and they aren't saying anything. It's no guarantee he'll be back after missing those games. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. They're not saying, can LeBron just turn it on in the playoffs? Can the Lakers just readjust to him reentering the lineup in the playoffs? Because we are really getting down to it here, and he's not playing. I think that you adjust to LeBron. LeBron, he doesn't adjust to you. And so, yes, I think he can. But I don't know about his health. But I think right. if he's healthy, he, they, he and them are dangerous. They've got seven games left. He's going to miss two of them. And they play the Suns on Sunday. So we'll see if he's be back for that game. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. He's going to New York, and uh, he is a kid that's uh, probably going to struggle, and you know what's going to happen. They're going to start screaming. And uh, how well does he handle adversity? How well can he put up with the media and all the distractions? And why aren't you this and why aren't you that? And he can't go on. He can't get in front of the reporters that are going, but the line's not very good. I really feel for this kid. He's going to get beat up, and we're going to find out how tough he is. you got to be tough as all get out on the inside to make it in this league. And uh, New York are toughing you up. That's Terry Bradshaw, the former Steeler quarterback, the longtime TV analyst, talking about Zach Wilson going to New York and the implication there, there's not going to be a good team around him. He's going to have to take the heat, even if the guys around him struggle. And clearly, Terry Bradshaw expects young quarterbacks to struggle as well. So, toughness, PK. What do you got? Sure. This stuff about the media, it's so overblown. What player washed out of the league because of the media? I just don't buy it. And the New York media? There is no such thing as the New York media compared to the media. It's the media. Everybody is national now. You can get on Zoom calls and all this stuff no matter where you are. So how would it be any different if he went wherever? I, I just don't buy it that much. It's there to an extent, but I don't think it's going to make or break somebody. Tell me about the talent around them. I'm really interested in that. They can make your life a lot easier. They can make your life a lot harder. Yeah, they went 2-14 and 14 last year. How about the kid they drafted out of SC in the first round, the offensive lineman? Are they going to boo him if he gets beat? I mean, it's a, it's, football's a team game here. Sure, he's number two. But did Sam Darnold wash out of New York because of the media? Not that he did wash out. I mean, they decided to go in a different direction. 
but the media was the reason that they had to trade him and get Zach Wilson? I don't think so. Yeah, and I think to your point, it's not uh, it's not 2000 anymore. So many of the sources, the the web-based sources, are national. All the web websites and all that. And you're not, it's not like they're waiting for you outside the locker room in a crush anymore. I don't know when that's going to happen again. Denver, yeah. yeah. Denver Broncos right tackle Jawan James suffered a season-ending Achilles tendon tear in a workout away from the team's facility. And it could allow the club to classify it as a non-football injury. The Broncos would then not be obligated to pay his $9.85 million guaranteed base salary for this coming season. If he's in a workout in a gym that isn't the Broncos gym and he tears the Achilles, I guess by the letter of the law you could do it, but what message would that send to every player in the league about the Bronco organization? Maybe it's worth the $10 million. It seems like if he was off, you know, I don't know what, skiing or skydiving or doing something crazy or wild or reckless, that'd be one thing. But if the guy is lifting weights and running sprints, it seems like that's, uh, maybe you can do it by the letter of the law and they can get away with it, but that seems pretty rough. Uh, tell me when they get Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. Steelers offensive tackle Alejandro Villanueva signed a two-year $14 million deal, and he's going to jump inside the division to Baltimore to replace Orlando Brown Jr., was traded to Kansas City. Villanueva, a former, former Army Ranger. Two years, $14 million in Baltimore inside the division. And a division that's got a lot of good rivalry games and has... It's one of the better divisions in football. I don't know if it'll be the best. We'll have to see if that plays out. But if Cleveland and Cincinnati aren't terrible, if they're at least okay, that division gets a lot better. Why would Cleveland be terrible? I wouldn't think they would. I don't think last year was a one a one season wonder. It seems like they've turned a corner and they'll be good. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. throws. Swinging another one deep in the air into right center field. Trout all the way back to the wall and Meadows has done it again. He has two homers in his many at-bats against Rowan. This one's a three-run shot to blow the game open. A one pitch. Fastball swung on and hit well to center field. Retreating Robles at the wall. It's gone! The grandest of all home runs for Waskar Inoa to dead center field. He can't keep the smile off his face as he turns third to trot home. A grand slam and a 6-0 lead for the Braves. 3-2 pitch. Well hit the right field. And it is gone! Touch him all time. Charlie Blackman. A walk-off winner. Highlights from Major League Baseball started with Yankee fans serenading, sort of. No. The Astros. Wrong. That was Yan- That was New York media. <laughs> New York media. <laughs> the New York Post is really loud. Yankees beat the Astros. I'm you, that media is so harsh. Leave the daily news out of this. The Yankees beat the Astros 7-3. The story, the... The quote-unquote sellout crowd, they had the max 10,000 that's allowed in Yankee Stadium right now. But everybody who was there said it sounded like they had 50,000 roaring. The Yankee fans still bitter about losing the ALCS to the Astros. 
So they let the Astros have it. And some of the guys like Altuve were part of that, but then there's some guys who were playing with other teams, and they got to hear it anyway, even though they weren't there a couple years ago, but whatever. Yankee fans went after them, and the Yankees won the game 7-3. to Read this sign. You cheated. <laughs> That's one of the ones I saw. <laughs> they had a bunch of signs there. Other highlights here. Dude, if, if we're going to get the DH, are you convinced we're getting the DH? you think that was just a one-season deal? Is it a sign of things to come? Do we just have the last grand slam by a pitcher? How's this going to work out? Braves, we heard in the highlights there. The Braves beat the Nationals 6-1. I think they're going to go in that direction. I'm yeah. not for it, but I've accepted it, so yeah. go ahead and do it. I think it's ridiculous in the World Series to have different rules depending on the park. It's one of the dumber things I've ever heard of. But uh, So get on with it already. They're not going to take it away from the Americans, so just put it in the National and, and be done with it already. The big dogs in the National League West all getting beat. The Rockies beat the Giants 8-6. Charlie Blackman with a three-run homer. The Cubs knocked Clayton Kershaw out. His shortest start, 39 pitches, one inning. Four runs on four hits. He walked a couple. Cubs sweep a doubleheader, 7-1 and 4-3. And the Padres in another pitcher's duel. This time they lose, though. They get beat by the Pirates 2-1. So, the big three in the West all the going Giants down to split defeat. A double. Giants split. split a doubleheader. They they had they scored ten runs in the first inning of the first game. Mets ace Jacob Degrom scratched from his start after having issues getting loose in warmups. MRI showed inflammation in his right. Latissimus Dorsey. What is that? I think it's dorsi. 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 It's a back muscle. Oh, back muscle. Well, there you go then. Pitching injuries, just the, the story everywhere. The Padres starter was on a pitch count. He was out after two innings. He's had issues. So we're seeing that all over baseball. Kristen Yelich is back, though. And then he's gone, returning to the injured list after being activated for one game. He's got a back injury. So had an MRI. They couldn't figure out what's wrong. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock. Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Tim Lacombe, Jazz Radio studio analyst, former college coach, will join us to talk jazz at 830. You'll hear him on the jazz pregame halftime and postgame tonight. And Michael Lev covers the Arizona Wildcats for the Arizona Daily Star. They're going to play the Utes and the Cougars this year. Get a spring football uh, tour update on the Wildcats. Are they two automatic W's for the local teams? We'll talk with Michael Lev coming up at 9 o'clock. Question of the day next right here. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.